Hey there, everyone. It's uh, Dave Barnett with the investlocalbook.com blog site. Wanted to create a little video to give you a couple of updates as well as talk about uh, a topic that, strangely enough, has come up for me three times in the last three days. So I think it's probably pretty timely. Uh, first of all, um, I know that for the past year I've been telling everyone who wants to join me for a quick consultation that the easiest way to do that is through the clarity.fm website. Uh, and if you look at older videos, I, I put that up on the video and stuff. Um, there's been a change of ownership of Clarity, and they've changed around some of their policies and the way they do things. So instead of directing people to that platform and um, using their service to arrange calls, and, and the service was great, the billing was simple, it was easy to arrange calls, and that's why I liked it so much. But they've changed their fee structure to the point where it just really doesn't make sense anymore. So... What I've done now is if you look at the side of the blog site or if you look um, in the notes under this video on YouTube, there's a link to uh, a PayPal button where basically you can buy a 60 minutes con a telephone consultation and then I'll simply email you and arrange for a time either on the phone or Skype and uh, any unused minutes I'll simply refund. Uh, secondly, for those of you who've been following the House Chronicles, uh, my whole process to buy one of that military surplus home, uh, this morning I went by the bank and signed all the final documents, and uh, she gave me a copy of the appraisal, and uh, the bank's appraisal came in at 104, which was great because I'm only paying 83 for the house. So just like that, um, going through that process and taking the time to fill out 34 different offers. Uh, earned me $21,000 in equity, assuming the house really is worth that. Now, I have no doubt that the house is actually worth more. In fact, the tax assessment is 130 So once the neighborhood stabilizes with all the, uh, the new houses that have been purchased, uh, the value will probably go up. So the topic that I really wanted to talk about today was setting expectations in the mind of your customers about payment. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because, uh, as you know, I work with a couple of companies as a mentor and advisor, and they all seem to be having some of the same issues. And I was talking with somebody else yesterday, completely unrelated, they again having the same issues. So I thought it was something that was probably worth talking about on my blog. It's very difficult for some people to talk about money. Even salespeople who can talk about you know, the value of a certain product or good and why it's worth the price being asked still have difficulty with talking about the expected payment terms and when the money is actually supposed to change hands. So I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the companies I work with is a longtime business who's been around forever and they do work for contractors a lot of the time. So contractors are always waiting to get paid, of course, and so they expect the subcontractors to also wait to get paid. And as a result, these guys for years have been submitting invoices to people that simply say, do upon receipt, uh, fingers crossed, hoping that the money comes as quickly as possible. And on average, they're about 40 days waiting for their money. So since I started working with them, um, what I basically suggest is that we start to create a better and more firm expectation in the customer's mind of when the money is actually due. So at the bottom of the invoice now at this company, instead of simply saying due upon receipt, what it says is due within 30 days, 2% penalty applies thereafter, and they put a due date. 
So just like your credit card statement that comes in the mail, uh, it says what day the money is due. You have a due date. So now we're creating that same sort of expectation in the mind of the customer. This is the day that the money is due. Secondly, incentivizing earlier pay. And this can take several different forms. So number one, um, you can offer people an early pay discount. And the most famous one of all is what they call 210 net 30, which is if you pay within 10 days, you can help yourself to a 2% discount off the top. Uh, another early pay discount that is popular, especially if you sell to a lot of small businesses, would be credit card same as cash. So the, you know, here's my invoice for $1,000. It's due in 30 days. But if you call me up over the phone and pay within five or seven days, I'm going to let you put it on your credit card and you can collect your reward points. Sometimes small business people are more incentivized by reward points than they are with 2%, especially for small invoices, which you know, they perceive the 2% as being not a lot of money. Lastly, if you sell to very large companies, a lot of these companies are going to be um, paying through EFTs. So quite literally, they send money directly into the bank accounts of their suppliers. Their big customers or, or their other big suppliers have insisted probably that they obtain this functionality to start zipping money back and forth. Uh, and these things, you know, the transfers fly around the same day. If you have a small business and you do work for a very large company, they might assume that uh, you uh, don't do EFTs and that you need to be paid with a check. So within the uh, accounts payable system of a very large company, they're going to set up every vendor and they're going to have a payment modality in there. And it's either going to say, we pay this person by check, we pay them by EFT, we pay them with a credit card, what have you. Someone's going to assume that you get paid with a check because you're small. They might pay you on time, and then it could take another week for the Postal Service to bring the check to you. And then, once you deposit the check, your bank might hold it. So the other thing that I've encouraged uh, my clients to do at the bottom of their invoices is to put um, payments accepted via EFT, call for banking information, so to alert those larger companies that, hey, we are open to accepting EFTs. We know how this system works. Please call us and set us up for this mode of payment. Because what will then happen is you avoid um, the delay that takes place with the Postal Service, and you also avoid any delay with your bank holding uh, the check you know, to make sure that it clears. Because the EFT is good money. Bang. Hits the account. So... It's critical that people have an understanding of when you expect to be paid. Another thing that you might want to consider in a small business is setting policy. Now, this is hard to change, but it's something you can do with new clients, and it's something you might want to try to do with selected clients that you already have. Great example of this, there's a very large company near here that uh, simply has a policy that they will not write a check, for under $2,500. And anyone who wants to sell to them are informed of this policy. We don't write checks for under $2,500. If you send us an invoice for under $2,500, we will call you to pay with our American Express cards. That's it. Absolute end of story. There's no reason why you can't try to implement such a policy. And my ex-wife actually did it in the business that she had, where she simply put a sign on the wall that said no accounts for under $100.
So she was not willing to mail out an invoice and then wait 30 days for a check to arrive in the mail for any amount under $100. People had to pay at the time of purchase, use a credit card, etc. She had no problem at all enforcing that. She dealt with the public though. If you and, and, and you know minor sports associations and, and people like that, if you deal with other companies, you might want to try the same thing with a higher dollar limit. For example, we don't do accounts for under a thousand dollars. It's got to be paid cash on delivery, check, credit card, etc. And, and simply explain to people that you've done an analysis and you're not willing to um, set up an account mail out an invoice or email an invoice and then manage that receivable if the value of the amount owed is under $1,000. I mean, they're going to understand they're dealing with the same thing in their business. All of these things together can help to reduce those days sales outstanding, DSO as it's called in the cash flow business. You want to get your money as fast as you can, but if you're in, a, in an industry where it's standard to let your customers have some time before you pay, some of these tips might help you get your money in the door a little bit faster. Anyway, if you want to learn more about small business, please read my books. In particular, about cash flow, my book Credit Card Advantage uh, has a lot of great ideas in it about how to use credit cards both to extend your day's payable outstanding, so push your payables further out, as well as reduce your day's sales outstanding, get that money in the door faster. Uh, as well, it teaches you how to do something I call reward point arbitrage, where you can actually take points and create value out of nothing as long as you're using the points for the right types of rewards. Thank you very much for watching, and I hope you enjoy the stuff that I do. Until next time, we'll see you later. I'm David Barnett.